At last, a movie that finally realizes my very specific dream of being driven around Washington, D.C. by Gary Busey. Jamie, yeah. let's go watch DC Cab. of Good Times, Great Movies. It is here where we discuss um, every every so often a movie from the 1980s. <laughs> not we don't scheduled, exactly not a that. scheduled podcast. <laughs> Just happens every now and then. Mm. But it is consistently myself, Jamie Lorello, and uh, a DP McCambridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's an every other week that it happens. Sure. Odd or even week, I'm not to say. Um, but each each wait are there odd and even weeks <laughs> in the year? I mean, Why I guess if there the be? first week of January would be week one. Yeah, that's your odd, right. and then two weeks later is your odd again. Right? No, it would. <laughs> <laughs> so we an odd or even. We have either always been doing this on an odd or even week, depending on how your calendar works. True. There you go. Depending in. Great. You know what? Another <laughs> flawless opening by us. Right? Yes. Always. But at least you said our names. I have occasionally not even said our names in the intro. Because we know. I know who you are. You know who I am. Mm-hmm. We know what we're doing here. The introduction's really for everyone else. And some of you already, you're on this wagon. You subscribe. You're a listener. And you already know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And right? I assume if you've never listened before, you've stopped listening by this yeah. point. <laughs> you're probably like, what are these crackheads? Even When are we going to talk about DC Cab? Uh-huh. Yeah. And if you're tuning in simply because... It's the DC Cab episode. You're amazing for having seen it. Had you seen this movie? No. Even no. known it existed? Because I didn't even know it was. In, As in I existence. told you at the end of last episode, I had seen the poster, I had seen the VHS box because I saw oh, yeah. a big image of Mr. T with a cab door in his hand. And I guess other. Well-known actors in the background, very small. Yeah, that's, small. there's a bunch of them. There's a whole... I just... Here's what I assumed this movie was. I assumed okay. this movie was madcap, zany nonsense, top to bottom, because it's a Mr. T movie. And yeah. it ended up kind of not being that. I mean, at times it was, yes. Oh, but yeah. But it was... I don't want to say it's a serious <laughs> movie, because it's uh, not, but I... This was just not the movie I expected based on the poster and based on the VHS box that I saw. I pictured something that was very low budget, full okay. of nobodies and Mr. T. Did you think there was more Mr. T? Because I was a little disappointed oh. at the lack of Mr. T. Yes. I mean, we had him, but he was, there were so many other characters. This was really like an ensemble piece. And so. Uh, we had, I thought it was really interesting. We have a uh, follower on uh, Twitter, <clears throat> and they <clears throat> said that. They have a Mr. T board game, which I did not know was even made. Ah, and they even took pictures of it. Yeah. And my response was, oh, this is based on the cartoon. This person did not know there was a Mr. T cartoon. Remember the one with he and gymnasts? Yeah, yeah. And then. Saturday was, morning. Yeah. And then the lineup. Like, and I was like, yeah. well, where? 
Because I only really knew Mr. T from the A-Team. And I was like, how did he get mixed up with gymnasts? But he's in <laughs> leotards through <laughs> this movie. Like, his ensembles are insane. And I yeah. don't know who's dressing him. Himself, of course. It's got to be himself. Those feathers? In those ears, that flamboyant way that is only Mr. T. The colors he wears, the kindness he emotes. He's he's a gem of a of a of a guy, of a character. And yeah. that made me a little sad that he wasn't featured as much. I thought I didn't have many expectations about this movie because I mean, what do you expect? Gary Busey, Mr. T. I was like, this is just gonna be craziness. And it was. But I expected a little more Mr. T. But oh, I expected was, way more Mr. T. Yeah. I thought this was a Mr. T feature. Like, I thought this yeah. was... He well, would, it would appear that way from the right. poster. As you, yeah. And that's the other thing that I don't understand. Who did the marketing campaign for this? Because based on the poster, I I, I don't know who would... Well, was it when Mr. T... It was 83, right? What is that when this movie came out? Yeah. 83? Mm-hmm. So is that right at Mr. T's peak? Because it's not like he's... It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that maybe the cereal was out then too, which, um, <laughs> which people, I think was we even had consuming. an action figure. Oh, yeah. yeah, you did. Right? They had a couple of. Yeah. Oh, my neighbors had the, or my neighbor had the A team set. Ah. Uh, the van and everything. Did him with the van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was interesting to play because nobody wanted to be face. Remember the, oh, the attractive yeah. guy yeah. Uh-huh. who kind of did nothing but seduce women? And to like an eight-year-old kid, like that's not cool. And right. uh, nobody wanted to be. Who was the leader? Who was George Papard in that? I can't think of his oh, name. Oh, I can't think of his name either. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be. We both wanted to be Mr. T and Murdoch, the crazy guy who would fly planes yeah, and yeah. helicopters. Yeah. So, you know, there was always fighting about who was who. Anyway, that anyway. was just a little look into my childhood. <laughs> But back to DC Cab, because this movie, directed by Joel Schumacher, yes, who is a regular on this podcast, I think percentage-wise, we've covered more Joel Schumacher movies than any other director. I, that's, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. St. Elmo's Fire, Lost Boys, and now DC Cab. Uh-huh. But to say first, this is a uh, suggestion by patron uh, yes. uh, Christian. And if you donate at the $15 level, you can make us watch whatever movie you want. Anything you want. Except DC Cab. We just watched it. This Other one's off that, the list, right. Right. <laughs> so thank you so much. I really thought I would have never seen this movie. I would have thought I would go my entire life without having seen this movie. But that is not the case anymore. No, not the case anymore. This movie's been brought to light. Thank mm-hmm. you, Christian. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. We, we really do appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, start thinking about what you want us to do next year, I guess. Well, I want to know what, well, I guess, like, are you a kid when you watch this? Because I definitely would not have understood anything that was happening no. in this movie as it, if I watched it in 1983 or even 85 I mean, or this, even 91. Well, this is... <laughs> 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 just keep going. Just I barely understand. No, uh, it was it was a crazy movie. It was it was all right. Let's 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 get into this. Let's get into this. What is this game that cab drivers play with masks? Is this a game? I don't know. Is this was that what that know. is that we were first like? Is this the whole DC cab 
Like, is this because okay? So the DC cabbers are a bunch of misfits, essentially, right? Of the cab drivers. Of course, they're a bunch of and misfits. Yeah. There was a time when, obviously, the show Taxi, like the <laughs> cab drivers, it was like a thing. Like, right. are we going to have like reality shows about like Lyft and Uber drivers someday? I don't right. know, maybe. But like, uh, I'm surprised that's not a thing. Like, I know. I, I'm shocked I, that that's. I'm not sure a thing, it is. I'm yes. sure there's something, and we're just not. It's probably a new Netflix show coming out. Like, I'm an Uber. Or, I don't know. Jamie, Which you, one just, you just created a Netflix show and <laughs> named it because I'm an Uber actually does sound like a show that would exist. <laughs> a DC Uber. Well, let's, let's listen. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not plan shows that may or may not be in pre-production. Right? Let's get to the show at hand. Are you jotting notes right now? Because you should be. <laughs> I might be feverishly. Okay. So it's a weird cold open to this movie because I don't understand what's happening because there's a guy who is wearing curlers in his hair. This is his thing. Yeah. We do it's find- not even his real hair we find out later. It's right. like a piece. Which, which is apparently <laughs> supposed to be shocking. I'm like, why? Why I are you doing I didn't understand this? that either. Like, I didn't why? Mean either. Is it a root? Like, are you pretending to be stupid because you have curlers in your hair? Like, I don't what's your get damage, it. Tyrone? What's going on here? Tyrone's got a lot going on. He's he's got a lot of problems. He's got, I mean, just like everybody else in this taxi cab company, apparently they're all like $700 away from not having to drive taxis (laughs) anymore in their life. The way that ten grand breaks down at the end, I'm like, I don't <laughs> think they're even getting a thousand dollars each. Oh yeah, I don't know why yeah. they're all suddenly flying the coop and they can't wait they're to start the rich. new big lot. I know. <laughs> like, I'm like, I am sure eight hundred twenty dollars is a lot in 1983 money, but it's not that much. Well, for these DC cabbers, and now they're in DC, so pretty. But they have so they're Motley Crue dudes uh-huh. that. I guess spend their evenings instead of driving cabs around scaring each other with masks on and they scare the guy in the curlers and make him run up into a fence. Is that like a like initiation thing that yes. you have to do? I think okay. it is because when he's talking to who's the main guy? What's his name? Albert. Uh, he's I Albert. wrote the new guy a lot in my oh, notes, but my his God. name is Albert. So when he's talking to Albert about how to be a DC cab guy, he's like, here's what you got to do. You got to get a mask. And then yeah. you got to drive on these train tracks and you got to get your license. And right. so I assume this is initiation, but I don't. Is this them initiating Tyrone? Is that what we're supposed to think? Or is it just like the game that they play at <laughs> night the when they're done they driving their their cabs around? Which, by the way, their cabs are shitty cabs. They're very old school looking. They're like classy looking, like yellow cabs. But, but like they're like comically beat down. Shitty. Yeah, like, exactly. Huge portions of the vehicle are missing. Gary Busey's is on fire when he pulls it into the cab station. Right. I want to live in a world where I have a good chance of being picked up by Mr. T, <laughs> Gary Busey, or Sly Stallone. Or even Tyrone. Ty- oh, yeah. yeah. Or, that's right. Yeah. I, no. I think I already kind of forgot that this is our second taxi movie that we've seen in this past year. That's what I'm saying. Taxis were a thing. Yes. And taxi drivers were like, that was a... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of no wonder that this guy would come with this because I thought it was funny like this. So this kid has this dream. Albert has this dream <laughs> of becoming a taxi cab driver. So we meet this motley crew of taxi cab drivers that all work for DC cab and we'll go over them as we, you know, 
because there's a shit I mean, ton of there's them. a montage where he meets the whole team and where he gets just, to ride with yeah some he's of, like yeah. swapping riding with all of these let's just say guys because other than Roz from Night Court they're all guys oh yeah Roz <laughs> yes yes they are uh, but he's new. Albert's new in town. He came right. up from Alabama or Georgia. To I don't DC. know because this southern accent comes and it's goes. Come waves. It comes in waves. <laughs> I agree. When he asks the waitress to take out her granddaughter, I was like, "Whoa! Where did this southern? I have not heard a southern accent from this." He dude says in this entire movie when he's talking at one point to. Uh, to Tyrone when they're on one of their drives together, all of a sudden for like three lines, he's like deep South and then it's gone again. And you're like, like, what's happening? I'm just a Southern boy and I don't know. And I'm like, where, wait, but he does. He supposedly comes from the South and he came up to DC in, in search of his cabbing dream. Well, he knows the owner of DC cab, the owner of DC cab and his father apparently served in Vietnam together. Yes. And, Yes. And his father died. Um, I like when there's the montage when they're looking through the old war photos. And they're just wearing gas masks and drinking beer. (laughs) Harold is the... So Harold is... um, was Albert's father's buddy in Nam, and right. Harold now uh, owns a cab company, the DC Cab Company in, in DC. And Albert has come to chase his dream and to learn from the best. Again, allegedly. To chase his dream yeah. of being a cab driver. That's right. I guess but in Washington, DC. Very specific. Like, this is the most specific dream. Great and very specific. But, like we said, so taxi cab, like, they were kind of romanticized in sure. a way, I guess, in the 80s. Of course. Um, so he shows up. I, I do have to say, I did look at the runtime. At several yeah. times in this movie. One was when all the problems were resolved and I went, oh, we're only an hour into this. Something yes, else has to yes. happen. All of a sudden I was like, there's got to be more montages. Right. What's mm-hmm. going to happen? But at the end, when credits stop rolling, oh, we're no, nine we're minutes still... into this movie. <laughs> like the last yeah. credit comes up and I was like, this is almost 10 minutes of credits. Yeah, the credits that go song, on for a long whatever time. Whatever that's mm-hmm. that one song that they... Got made for this movie, I assume, and they were like, we're going to use it. We're going to use it, it for throughout. the credits. We're going to use it for every montage. We're going to use it at the end. This, it's crazy, too, because they have, what's her name? I can't even think of her name. The singer. Irene. Whatever. Irene. Yeah, Irene Cara. So yeah. They yeah. have her in this movie, and they don't yeah. even, this is the only song they use in this movie. It's I crazy. Know. I know. So he goes to DC Cab for a job. Yes. We start to get introduced to these drivers before they have their Vietnam reminiscent uh, drinking fest. We do see some of the drivers. We see uh, Paul Rodriguez. Boy, I don't know the last time I heard that guy's name. Like, oh, I, right? Like, like, it was a wonderful, like, I remember him on, like, Comic Relief. He was always on Comic yes. Relief. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he is... He's like a gigolo. He of calls a, of himself a gigolo, driver. but yeah. I don't think he knows what a gigolo is. <laughs> but he dresses 
very fancy. Yeah, he, he would consider himself a ladies' man. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Roz from Night Court is there, and she's constantly getting held up. She's constantly yeah, it's terrible drive robbed. that she does. I don't understand, and it's always at the same corner. I'm like, maybe don't drive that. It's area. like she drives down an alley too, because it's not but even like a real street. <laughs> no, it's not like she's looking for somebody no. to pick up. It's a weird thing. It happens to multiple cabbies, mostly her though, where this guy holds her up and then takes yeah. all her cabbie mm-hmm. money for the day. <laughs> and he must hold her up at the end of the day. I don't mean to laugh because it's pretty shitty, but um, so yeah, we see her. Yeah, so she's a good driver. We do see that um, Bill Mars there. Oh, Bill Mars there, yeah. Bill Mars kind of just being Bill Mars. Bill like, Mars, <laughs> yeah. He even does a little stint like in front of the White House and has a little like thingy goes off on the the white house about and it's just very bill maher even then i understand that mr t is probably not a tiny man and that these barbarian brothers are probably all the barbarian brothers dudes but bill maher is so short and i never knew he was this short when he is standing with everyone else there Roz from night court mr t gary everyone is towering over him it's really funny to watch him in those group shots yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you notice that? Did you notice that the uh, receptionist, who is um, the wife of uh, the, uh, I can't think of his name, Harold. Harold. Did you notice that at her desk she has a picture of Prince Charles and Princess Di? <laughs> I didn't, but that's awesome. It's like a framed photo on her because- desk. They were a wonderful thing, and people, like, women of the 80s, like, loved their relationship. And so I love that. That's awesome. Did I ever tell you the story about the guy I worked with? I think I told on the podcast, the guy I worked with who had a framed picture of Sade in his office. Oh, no. (laughs) I thought it was his wife for the longest time. (laughs) Like, it was like an 8 by 10 framed photo. And I was like, this guy's wife is gorgeous. (laughs) <laughs> and then one day somebody just in passing was like, I think he cut that out of a magazine. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. If I ever have a desk again, I'm going to decorate it with just not pictures of my family and no. my people that I love. Just like people that I cut out of magazines. Like I'll have Rod Stewart. And I guess I should have always done that all along. You really should have. Because people would be like, your husband looks so much. Did anybody ever tell you he looks like Rod Stewart? You've had to have heard this before. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Well, he's got my heart. He has it. Um, anyway, who else? Who else do we meet? Oh, Mr. Rhythm. Yeah, Grady from Sanford and Son. He yeah. doesn't work there, right? He's just a he homeless does. man. No, who I comes think around. he does. I don't like, know. He <laughs> He can't work he, there. He doesn't even know how to drive a car at the end of the No, he doesn't even know when they ask him when he's the one that finds the stupid violin oh that somehow... God. There's so many little what? subplots. <laughs> I thought that was the movie. Like I thought that was the movie. So when that was wrapped up, I went, how... How is there still 40 minutes left? I I know, because we found it. And he... Oh, man. Okay, okay. But I thought that he is somehow working for the cab company i know he doesn't seem to really drive a lot of cabs but then even later he's on the little walkie talkie thing (laughs) he was sleeping in it he does sleep in the cabs all right maybe he is the homeless guy that i think he's just hanging around like i don't think he has a stake in his company (laughs) okay does he get any part of the ten thousand dollars does he get like five dollars and fifty cents by the time it's split among everybody never mentioned i love that scene because 
that entire scene where they talk about the money is just them all yelling at each other with these short periods of like 10 seconds with everybody quieting down and listening to the next thing and then continuing (laughs) to yell at each other. More shouting, more shouting. So Harold is um, happy that Albert's there. He invites him to stay at his house. Which is a little uncomfortable because Harold... And his wife don't necessarily have a very loving relationship. And I know what happens later in the movie. I get it. But immediately I was a little bit upset because we as the audience are supposed to think that this lady is a terrible bitch. But then I was like, this guy has a flamethrower and he's just like lighting (laughs) fires. with. Like, I understand how upset she is. He does. At all times with this dude. Oh, I don't. I don't understand. She is a very... But we find out later why. Oh, she's, oh no, no, not, yes, yeah. Not to, but um, she's very grumpy lady, <laughs> and she has a really hard time. He's like bonding with his friend's son, and she comes home. I don't think it's this scene. I think it's later where she's like, "Did you leave me a beer? I like to watch my beer and my Johnny Carson." <laughs> yes. And he's like, "No, sorry, I didn't leave you a beer. I'll go get one beer right now." She's like, "I don't want the beer now," and she like stops up the stairs. I do love her line where like, she's like, "If Ed McMahon walked down <laughs> oh, yeah. the street with a beer, I would not drink a beer." Something it was much better written than yeah, my no, so... horrible delivery, but yeah, she's really fun in this movie. I thought she was great in this movie because this movie is just everybody shouting over one another. So I always feel in each scene, I just gravitate to whoever's yelling loudest. Yeah, and yeah. most of the time, when she's interacting with Harold, she's yelling and he's not. Yeah, because Harold's kind of a, what would you say? How would you describe? He definitely doesn't seem like he would own and operate a a cab. No. I think that's why it's a, but he's a soft-hearted kind of guy. Right, exactly. And And that's uh, why I I don't want to say that I'm sympathetic toward her, but that's why I was like, well, this guy's running around with a flamethrower. The wall in that house is black from him shooting a flamethrower into the fireplace. And I'm like, he's running a failing cab business. I'm not saying she's in the right, but I kind of get it. Yeah, you you understand where she would feel a little little vexed in her in her daily life. Okay. I swore for a brief second. I was like, oh, Fran Drescher's in this movie. I was so excited (laughs) just for a moment. And then she spoke and I went, oh, it's not. No, it's not Franny. It is not Franny. Oh, I have some of Busey's lines written down. This one's a little, little spicy. Uh, Try not to say so many N words when you say Gary Busey's lines. Because man, when that happened, I was like, oh no, is this what this movie's going to be? Because I might have a problem with it. But thankfully it was just that one speech of his. No, yeah. And then it all ended because, but then right after he yelled all that, then it was just naked ladies. And I was like, what movie is this suddenly? What about before he hangs out with the members of each team and they get the complaint from, so the cab company isn't doing well, right? Right. And who is it from the city that comes down? I because don't know. the. Somebody from the city comes down because Tyrone keeps going to the airport and this cab company doesn't have their airport license yet. Right, yes. And he picks up people at the airport, which he's not supposed to do, and then he overcharges them. So he picked up this Asian couple from the airport. Oh, my God. I forgot about this part. (laughs) Yes. And who is this guy? You're right. Like, is he like the president of the cab association? Like, I don't don't understand what this guy's job is. He's some sort of official, though, like city official of some kind that can give, find them and get the 
the cab company in trouble. So he he comes to the DC cab headquarters, I guess, (laughs) with this Asian couple and is like, you know, your cabbie overcharged them and he doesn't even supposed to be at the airport. And they're just a crazy bunch of cabbies. They put... Tyrone then puts that car in reverse somehow, and that car drives in reverse. Yeah, we really, like you said, we just see that they're just a bunch of misfits in this particular scene because they surround him. Like, it's like they're a pack of animals. They all surround him. They all have to just spew Even insults. Mr. T. Yeah, Mr. T's like, Mr. T's always the least offensive. Like, yes. Busey always has this very offensive, very vulgar something that he says. Uh-huh. Um, Tyrone always kind of does this Tyrone song and dance kind of jive thing when he talks. And Mr. T's like, come on, we were, we're hardworking men. Why you gotta come up here in our business and right. claim work, call, whatever. And there's also just two bodybuilders who for no reason just run around through this movie. Yeah. It's these great. two barbarian <laughs> brothers is crazy. All right. But that, that happens. And Then I think, is this then when we get the rides? Yes, because he takes his first ride with Gigolo, with the Gigolo guy. Right, yes. And Paul Rodriguez is like, listen, we're in D.C. You know, I get to drive around senators' wives and stuff like that. And they're lonely because their husbands are out of town and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. And he Mm -hmm. mixes up the people's names in American Gigolo because he's trying to (laughs) describe. He's trying to just say Richard Gere, but he doesn't know Richard Gere's name. It's very strange. (laughs) Oh, and also as he's driving, people are being thrown around in the back of the cab. Oh, yeah, because he drives like a lunatic. Yeah, (laughs) he just drives like a lunatic, and the people even in the back are like, oh, they're getting just swashed around. Then we get a little um, Busey ride where we we see just just a bunch of boobs hanging out. (laughs) The girl, the woman that Busey picks up in the car right away is like, I have to let my boobs breathe because (laughs) I'm about to dance topless, and I can't have any marks. On my, that's the first thing she says when she gets yep. in the cab, and uh-huh. then proceeds to just take her top off. Yes, and, yeah. <laughs> and then she just gets out without paying. No, like, yeah, Fuck oh yeah, you. yeah, I'm not paying. <laughs> just like they know, they see where you're going. Yeah. you're just yeah. walking in that door right there. So then he sends, um, he sends Albert. Busey sends Albert in to go get her the money right. from her. Doesn't work out so well. So Busey ends up going to get the money, and. Busey pulls her pants off and then she runs into the city street naked, screaming, like, he's got full, my money. Like, full frontal or full back nudity. Like, it is a weird thing. Yes, it's very early in the movie. To be front loaded in this movie where when I announced we're watching this, all these people I grew up with were like, I love this as a kid. And I'm watching this going, where did you see this as a kid? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm like. Busey's yelling the N word. There's naked women running around. I'm like, this couldn't have been on TV. There's no way. I was, again, I was so shocked. Like, I did not look into this movie before we saw it. Like I said, I knew Mr. T was in it. I assumed it was about taxi cabs. Well, and it is. I was shocked that Gary Busey's in this movie. Uh, like and and even more shocked that he's in it. I am more shocked with what he is doing than oh. anything. Like than 
anything else that anybody's doing in this movie because I don't know if I don't know how much as I said earlier before we started recording I don't know how mm-hmm. much of what he's saying was written down because the looks on the actors faces are just it's just excitement in their eyes because he's just going like <laughs> what is that whole Elvis thing what, like there's no way there's no way the director <laughs> was like up. then dance yeah. around start grabbing your ass when you're dancing just start <laughs> like you're picking a wedgie just do it for like a good 30 seconds there's no way he's anybody doing, told he's him to moving do that. like elvis <laughs> he's got these one-liners he says something about he says something about oral sex he's got a terrible what does he say the view oh the worst thing about oral sex is the view, <laughs> the view. <laughs> And he laughs. He laughs so hard. What is so sh- hard yeah. at this joke? Yeah. He says something later on when Harold is trying to make a deal with them mm-hmm. for the money. Um, well, I guess we'll get there. We'll get to his what, lines. What does he oh. say when, when he's when everything has gone bad and he's like, "Now y'all know what I feel like when I wake up every morning." Oh, when he's shaking the bottle like a lunatic crazy. next to yeah, them. He's like, yeah. "We're gonna play a game. We're gonna play a game. We're gonna take this bottle and you're gonna shake it. You're gonna shake it next to your ear and just just wonder if it's gonna explode." And finally, somebody just yells at him to shut up. And I was like, "I don't it's think Mr. any T. of this." It's the was... calmest of all of them. Mister T's like, "Shut up, Dale." <laughs> I think Dale's his name. And I was like, I doubt any of that was in the script. Like, there's no I, way. Maybe they just said, he says, this is what he says, and I don't know what a sex surrogate is. But <laughs> I looked it up. I had to look it up. <laughs> he says. So, not to give too much away, we're obviously going a bit out of order oh, in this retelling. Oh, it doesn't matter in this movie. But, um, so... <laughs> At some point, we're going to get the Harold is going to get a certain amount of money for this violin that was found. In one of the, and he's decided he's going to split the money with the other cabbies, but he wants the cabbies to invest the money back into the cab place, right? And <laughs> Busey's response is if I wanted responsibility, I'd be a sex surrogate. Sex surrogate? I would have What's never sex quit surrogate? my dream of being a sex surrogate. <laughs> what is it? I had to look it up. A sex surrogate is almost like a therapist for people with sexual issues. So they like teach them how to have sex and teach them how to like have intimacy with people. Oh my God. What does he say? Oh, and he's got this terrible, he does have some very, he's got some colorful language for about African-American people. And then he says about women, Uh, I think I wrote this one down somewhere, but I think I can remember it off the top of my head. He says, um, women, they got half the money, but all the pussy. Yeah, is that when he's just randomly groping some girl at the drive-in? Yep. He's just mm-hmm. standing there groping her and also stealing her popcorn. Uh-huh. And they go to a drive-in. For, they did not know they were going to a drive-in. He gets out of the car and he has th- 3D glasses on. It's crazy. It is, so his crazy. performance in this movie, it is worth watching this movie wild. alone. I mean, we'll it's get wild. into it at the end if we recommend it or not. But even if it's not a great movie... It is worth watching it just to be like this. Just for is his what, lines. This is yeah. what he was doing this time in his yeah. life. Yeah. And there's a there's a part later on where I guess it's after they rescue everybody and they're all mm-hmm. jumping around celebrating. He is 
He's kind of overweight in this movie. Like I looked at Gary Busey, and he's I was not like, in his oh, healthiest Busey yeah. shape. Yeah, Mr. T's jumping on a car, like hitting it with baseball bats. Oh yeah, because there is a while where they just jump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody else is jumping and high fiving, and Busey's just kind of like teetering. Like he he's barely moving. He's, he's not too drunk smiling. To jump. <laughs> he's so weird. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know if these lines were written for him. I don't know if this performance was like a screwball performance. Whatever it is, he sticks through it. This character is a wild man, this Dale. I guarantee you, I want to read an interview with him because I guarantee you, if you interviewed him and talked to him about this movie now, 100% he does not remember making it. He doesn't remember. I, 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 I don't know. I am willing to bet. Maybe this is one of his, what he thought, more defining performances. Maybe this performance, this character, made him embody the Busey that we've come to know today. Okay. Because we know him as we know him. But he had to become that. Right, right. Maybe this was a titular part of that yes. journey. And it's a big thing because he had a severe motorcycle accident and then people yeah. say like after that he was never the same so of course after i watched this i went when did he have was that this motorcycle before accident? After that this accident, is well yeah. before that and i went that accident's bullshit like that is just oh. an excuse for the way he acts now i'm not saying he didn't have an accident i'm sure he <laughs> no did. but like that's but why he they was, blame his this behavior is who he is him. like yeah something didn't happen to him in like 1989 this is just Maybe it did. Maybe that accident made, again, maybe this was just a character for Busey. Mm -hmm. And then after the accident, he became became, Dale. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, I kind of love that. Because, just, just but he also did because this just is almost the same character. Yeah, as the from the wolf movie, <laughs> the uncle. The silver bullet. Yeah. I, this is a world where the guy from Silver Bullet, he was visiting because he took a break from his job at DC Cab to visit his yeah, sister same. I and agree. Corey Haim in a wheelchair. Yeah, and now he's like befriending this kid. He tones down the language a little bit because he's around this little wheelchair-bound right. kid. So now that we've um, definitely decided we should, maybe we're having a side podcast called The Best of Beauty. Oh, my I don't God. Know. I, would, I would do that. I'd go through his entire filmography. That would be great. <laughs> All right. Uh, all so right, let's so, talk about the Barbarian Brothers because that's who he rides with next. So they're crazy. They only drive backwards. Is this correct? <laughs> well, that's um, that's what I thought. That's what I thought was going on. But they do have to stop the cab at an intersection, and some guy yells at them. They're like, "It only goes backwards. Oh, yeah. I'm driving to the shop. I gotta get this fixed." That's right. So I don't they, think that's they, their yeah. thing. But I like okay. how they make him wear a red bandana when he rides yeah, with like, them, Yeah, like them, yeah. And I like how they are, like, twin brothers or whatever, and they, I guess they just cab together. Like, they don't have a separate cab each. They just... That's the thing. Right? Yeah, that's the thing that I kept looking at and going, are they then splitting this money? Like, are they both... Oh, you were really concerned with I, this money Yeah, I, the money you distribution were doing calculations. You were me, like, yes. how's this really going to work out? Harold didn't think it through. I, they don't drive separate cabs. I don't think they do. I think they're I just think always they in the cab together. Yeah. Yeah. And from what it sounds like, it's hard to afford a cab in the city. So um, it must be. They're just splitting the this cost. Is all they can afford. Splitting the cost. Finally, he gets his ride with Mr. T next. Finally. Right? That's after the brothers. Oh, yeah. And then we get stuff that is never resolved, too. With the drug dealer? Yes. 
<laughs> well, it kind of it is it at the is, very end. It's not, wait, what is it? How's it resolved? Yes, because Mr. T. So okay, so Mr. T's thing that he likes to do is mm-hmm. he's always wanted to be. He didn't ever picture himself being. I think he even does this little monologue where he says he didn't picture himself to be a cabbie, but that's what he is now, and he wants to be like a good citizen yeah. in his community, oh, and right? And that's that's kind of everybody's thing. Everyone that he rides with is like, this is just a temporary gig until I become a gigolo, or until oh, I right. can do this or do that. And I don't know what Busey's dream is, but I don't know to design a crazy wheelchair for his nephew. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes, Mr. T just wants to help people. Better he the wants community. Help yeah. the community that he grew up yeah. in. Yes. And he's he comes across now this I didn't understand at first. So the the drug dealer in town just has a <laughs> fancy car and hangs out on the corner and everybody wants to see him because of, not because he's dealing drugs, no. because he's got a fancy car. Yep, he's got a fancy and, car and he parks it on the sidewalk and kids yes. love it. Kids just love yeah. a fancy car. Yes, they do. Even <laughs> later on when Mr. And Mr. T's got a niece and he's like, come on, come on, come with me. So he's trying to protect his niece from the drug dealer and really the whole neighborhood, right? I love how um, he gets out and he's like, Get out of here. Get out of here, everybody. Yeah. Don't stay. And nobody moves. Nobody moves. No. Nobody leaves. No. The kids don't go anywhere. He just grabs his knees. He's knee. shooing them away like flies, though. He's like, come on, yeah. go, get. And get. this is his first. He is wearing a, and I had to write it down. He's wearing oh, a yellow and orange tank top, like split down the middle. One side's yellow, one side's orange. He's yeah, wearing bright green look. sweatpants. He's wearing pink wristbands. Not afraid to mismatch colors. <laughs> Not afraid. Big, giant purple socks like oh. and high tops like it is such a strange look With feathers dangling mm-hmm. from his ears of course just a one of a kind look and he also says There's... to his niece as they drive away he says don't become a turtle like me yeah he feels he's a turtle i don't know That's what right. does that mean what does um, that mean that I think he maybe took life too slow. I don't know. Which I don't. Are you I don't know. filling in the blanks, or is this what he yes. said? Okay. No. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm filling in some blanks because I don't know what he means by All that. Right. But okay. he is because he doesn't seem very. He's very <laughs> unturtly to me. But but now we're back at DC cab. Roz has been getting robbed. She was robbed again, yeah. and she's had enough. She's gonna leave. But then he uncomfortably pressures her to have a beer. Is that when he's like, come on, come on. And kind of like, it goes on a little too long where he's like, it goes on on forever. And I was like, what is the point of this scene? But soon we realize what the point of this scene is because Albert then looks in the bathroom and Gary Busey is lying on the floor between the stalls saying that he is doing intestinal yoga on the bathroom floor. And then he just cackles like a lunatic. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know when intestinal yoga is. I don't know. I don't know. Nobody did. Again, he probably wasn't even supposed to be in this scene. He probably just woke up lying if on the set of a true, If this is true, it changes the whole DC cabin. Yes. And it probably is true. <clears throat> is this when they oh, see the male strippers? Yes. Why do they go to the male strippers? They go there to... I guess be there for all the hot and heavy ladies that come out of the strip club then. Oh, like they yeah. show up okay. to a strip club like at the end of the last dance. That's right. Yes. 
and then all the ladies pour out, and then they start dancing on their calves. And then all the ladies get in the calves, and they all just yeah. drive away. <laughs> Strange. Except... Right. Albert doesn't have a cab. Albert doesn't have a cab. And now all the cabs are full of women, so nobody can and take now, him. But this is when he sees for the first time the waitress, right? Doesn't she come out of the... Was that the waitress? Or was that just some I lady? I thought it was. I thought it was the waitress. I just thought, I it, thought was, it was all the okay. same girl. I just thought it was but some woman. And then he was like, oh, this might be my lucky day. But then some dude comes out. Yeah, and walks, away and walks with her. her out. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. Maybe matter. it was just some women. It doesn't I don't know. make any sense. Who cares? Like it's, it's weird. It doesn't matter. But then he goes back to DC Cab, where Bill Mars playing a synthesizer. Oh yeah, he's playing a little keyboard action, little synth, yeah. and does talks poetic about uh, oh, that's fears literally that you what have I wrote. Life, right? I just wrote Bill Mar waxes poetic because I did <laughs> yeah. not give a shit what he was saying. No, he point. goes on something about fear and, and how you can't hide. I don't know. I think uh, maybe he's a turtle too. Yeah, like he Mr. might be T. a turtle I don't too. Know. He might be a turtle too. And I don't know if you know Adam Baldwin, the, the star of this movie. I don't know if you know. Is he a Baldwin? He is not a Baldwin. He's just okay. Baldwin. Um, I, gotcha. I don't know if you know his uh, quite problematic political views. Very, uh, oh, very no. conservative. So I just found it funny oh. that he and Bill Maher were in a scene together. Oh, I didn't. I He's didn't. kind of a creep. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Well, anyway. Oh, and also, okay, so the, so they, they also hang out at this diner. Oh, yes. All the other cab companies, and the cab companies dress like they're in Greece, like they're in gangs. Like they (laughs) wear these satin gang jackets. They do? Like, oh, I thought you meant Greece first, the country. I was like, like, (laughs) Greek. But you're right. Like, they're in the movie, like, Greece is the word, is the word. Yeah, they have, and the green cab is green cab. So it's yellow cab and green cab. Like, I guess you only name your cab companies by color. Yeah, I I guess. And then there's red cabs. You see see a group wearing red jackets. Yeah. So, so yeah, but the villains cab. are the green cab, or their rivals yes. are the green cab, and they have much better cabs, and they have the fancy jackets, and like you said, they all hang out at this diner. This is when Busey does the weird thing on uh, what's his on the what's his name's wife's head, where he's like the woman, she's got a headache, she needs to be healed, and he <laughs> shakes her again like a lunatic, shakes her head, and is like. <laughs> He's got a weird thing going with the guy's wife, too, because when they're all about to, like, break into the house and smash the windows and stuff, he's knocking on the door and he's like, I know a motel. Why don't you just come out? You and I can hotel it out of here. Because he's shady. He is. He's shady Shady beauty. I really thought that at the end of this, he was going to be having an affair with. Uh, his wife, but he isn't because he's no, a lovable he's the one. weirdo. So you can't have him be the villain of this movie. No, he's just a little lunatic. So this is where Albert sees this waitress. Oh, right. Who looks very young, by the way. She looks a little yeah, young for she him. She does I'm look just... young. But steam and like her hair starts blowing. Yep. Like they have this yep. really funny thing that they have make happen and when he sees her. And I kind of teased this earlier before we started the show. Oh, yeah. Her. Who is this? I looked at her and I went, oh, you know what? She looks a lot like Winnie Cooper. And then I oh. remembered we watched a movie a long time ago. And I <laughs> thought the lead actress of that movie looked like Winnie Cooper. She plays opposites um, Keanu Reeves. In oh. Babes in Toyland, 
She <gasps> is the. She's the the Miss white, Muffet the, the, or whatever. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I see it. Yep. Oh, good one. Yeah. I didn't know that. So well, good to point yeah. that out. And she's nice. done a lot. Like she is still acting. She's just been, you know, she does a lot of TV and stuff like that. But she's been yeah, around yeah. for a very long time doing stuff. So well, good. Good on her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, is this is when. Well, <laughs> well, thanks for that nugget. Um, what this is when uh, the um, again, I think it's the the the, the, the government guy, of the, the taxi town cab guy, yeah. association of he Washington D.C. Let's call it. For some reason, he's got to come with a giant poster. He didn't need this poster to say, "Have you seen this guy? Have you seen this giant? This violin?" Basically, a violin was left in a one of the A million dollar violin was mm-hmm. left in Very a cab. Expensive. And I do mm-hmm. love it how he has a rolled up poster yeah. of this violinist that he has to show. And of course, yes. when he says this, then all the cab drivers disperse to check the trash and to check the back of their cabs. Oh, yeah. they Yeah. Cause, because there's a reward, obviously, if you turn it in. Yeah. Naive me, who thought he knew how movies worked. I thought this was the plot of this movie. Nay, not a DC cat. And it gets dropped in about 20 minutes for a oh, kidnapping yeah. plot. Well, because we... So... Oh. <laughs> Do we want to, are you about to talk about a nun getting hit with eggs? Because <laughs> I'll talk about that all day long. Those kids. <laughs> what is that? What is... So I don't know. All right, so Tyrone, we do another ride with Tyrone, yes. right? We do. Oh wait, we do do one with Mr. T real quick, where he see his niece. She sees her with the the drug dealer. He's in, she's actually in the car of the drug dealer, and he, she's like, he pulls her out, and she's like, I just wanted to see his nice car. Yes, and like, he's like, Did he touch drug, you? Like, Did he touch yeah. you? She's like, No, I just I love this car. End of that. End of any of this with a drug dealer with a fancy car a and fan- his niece. They like are gone. No one in town. No one in town has ever seen a fancy car before. Anyway, uh, and then Tyrone. We go on another ride with Tyrone, uh-huh. where he first brings in like a whole bunch of people, like sandwiches, a whole family. He's got a basically. whole family. Yeah, because Albert's like, can I can I ride with you? And he's like, I don't know if you want to do this. Cut to Albert's in the front seat of the car people are sitting on right. his lap everybody's there it's pretty funny but then there's almost like no scene in between and suddenly he's driving a cab with a couple of maids in the back yeah yeah well and i don't know are these like family members of his that he's taking to their jobs whatever i don't know because it's a regular thing because yeah mean, they, they they take this cab every day mm-hmm. to this house that they it's very wealthy house that, I, yeah it's weird. I don't get it. With these it. two bratty kids that look like they're Harry Potter, like out of Harry Potter. Holy outside, shit, that right? girl looks shit like her. She's got the frizzy hair. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. And they, these two bratty kids who love the, their little nannies and housekeeps, whatever, throw eggs at the... Is that what they do? They throw eggs at the... I think it's important that we car? set this up because there is a nun outside of oh, this yeah, there gated is a nun house. Too, There's a yeah. gate that's shut. 
The kids are yeah. behind the gate waiting with a bunch of eggs. There's a yeah. nun out front who I assumed was like teaching them or something. I didn't know. Mm. The cab pulls up. The gates open. These kids start pelting this nun with eggs. Yeah. And then throwing them at the cab. This is yeah. apparently super normal for Tyrone. This is what they do. Yeah, the maids yeah. get out, corral the kids. Tyrone and Albert drive away. And mm -hmm. it is a scene where I thought, that was mildly amusing. I assume we'll never see that again. And I was, again, very wrong. Very wrong. Very wrong. Because it's a key part of the it second half of this part. movie. Uh -huh. Oh, my God. All right. Tyrone's ride doesn't get... So after this freaky egg drop-off, he also then goes to the airport again yes. to try to get a people. And he does. He picks up a drunk guy. That was weird, too. He picks up this old guy who kind of falls down drunk in the back of his I car. He's like, take me to this airport. Yeah. And Tyrone, like, drives, like, five feet and is like, all right, we're there. Jimmy, it's, <laughs> like, you're, it's like you're reading my notes. I have five feet written in my notes. <laughs> Yeah, he wants him to drive him across town to the other airport. He doesn't. Yes. He just pulls up slightly, charges him $50. And Albert, of course, wants nothing to do with this. Albert's conscious can't take oh, that. And he has no. to return mm -mm. the money. He was having such a great time until he meets Tyrone. Yeah, exactly. He was enjoying yeah. getting to see. And now, oh, and then Tyrone. Tyrone is the one that loves Irene Cor uh the singer, right? Yeah, He's Irene Cara. Yeah. Something, Cara? whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What a feeling. Right, yes. Yes, there's so many connections to past episodes, everybody. I know. <laughs> there really are. There it's really like are. It's like the Kevin Bacon thing, but not. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, because it's not Kevin Bacon. Yep. Anyway, Tyrone uh Tyrone <laughs> decides then to do the initiation thing with him, right? Like after he freaks out and says this rollers thing is just a wig, and then I guess he puts Oh the wig yeah, he back pulls on. this weird hair. <laughs> That's right. I don't understand that either. So Tyrone always wears rollers in his hair and then takes it off at one point and it's a wig, but then Tyrone's just bald. It's not anything. His hair is just or, very short. Yeah. Like, and yeah. then later he shows up at DC cab and gets out without his roller wig, and not a yeah. single person goes, "Whoa, what's Nobody going on with your hair?" Mm -hmm. So I guess everybody knows this. Why are you wearing it then? What are you He's doing? Crazy. I don't know. Anyway, I'm very angry about that. Yeah, I see. So, I can tell you're burned up yeah. about it. So he tells him this initiation thing where they have to wear masks and you have to get your license and 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 you also had to drive. A car on train tracks. Yeah. And you just see how far you can go. But it seems they do insanely challenging because you have to get the wheels up on the rails and drive on the rails. And steady it. Yeah. And then a train comes mm -hmm. when they're driving on the rails. A train comes and the two of them both freak out because the, the first the car is stuck on the train. He can't get the car <laughs> off the tracks rather then. uh What's his name is stuck actually in Albert. Oh, yeah, Albert gets his like sleeve stuck. stuck on the door yes. handle, or and something. he can't get out. And then it's kind of funny because Tyrone just kind of screams, and yep. Albert they you think they're gonna you don't know what's gonna happen, but nay, the train turns right on the other track, and they're okay. Tyrone makes a joke and is like, "Yeah, that was part of the yeah, test. Yeah, like I, I knew that it was, gonna was do on that. the other tracks yeah. the whole time." And they're both so sweaty. They're so sweaty. No, they're so, and so heavy breathing. Yeah. <sighs> 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 they find out that Grady from Sanford and Son, Mr. Rhythms, yeah. has the violin. He's just he's been playing, playing this it violin. like a ukulele, mm -hmm. <laughs> standing around a garbage can, at playing it. a violin. And when they like, which cab did you find that? And he's like, the yellow. 
yellow one yep. is his response. Oh, um, oh, Mr. Rhythm. And he also gives advice that I didn't write down because I never thought it was all that interesting. But he oh, gives, he always gives like, some kind sage, of sagey yeah. advice. Mm-hmm. But it's filthy old man advice. Like I think his first advice to. Some of it is sagey, mm-hmm. but some of it's just filthy. Oh, I didn't know it was filthy. I just thought some of it was useless because there was one point where, like, Albert gives him something for his advice and he's like, here's mm-hmm. a dollar and it's a dollar more than that deserved or something like that. <laughs> it's part of his thing, though. Mr. Rhythm's always just talking in rhythms, right? That's what he does. That's how he do. So um, in the meantime, Albert is driving a cab now. I don't know. Did he get his license by this point? Why is he driving a cab? Um, oh, he's just, he's driving Tyrone's cab. They slept under a bridge in the cab that night. Oh, right. And he's driving his cab. He pulls up to the spot where Roz is always robbed. Yeah. And now he's going to get brave. Yes. He goes to get robbed, but he just starts driving with this guy yeah. in the cab. Yeah. And he races to DC cab. Everybody's fighting about this violin, but they stop fighting because they're all going to beat up this guy, but they don't. They all drag, like the cops drag Tyrone out of the back and the cops are like going to shoot him and everybody else is trying to stop the cops. Tyrone ends up, so the the guy comes in with a gun. Yeah, Tyrone ends up with a gun. Right. Tyrone ends up with a gun and then somehow Tyrone's in trouble because he has the gun. And the guy, did you recognize who the bad guy was? No. He's the guy from uh, Grease 2. What? <laughs> what is Greece happening two. right now? This entire podcast has all collided to form I mean, DC Cab, a movie yeah. we've never heard of. <laughs> That's why Christian recommended it. Good. <laughs> this is a great recommend. Yeah, Christian, you really did a great job with this. I am yeah. amazed. Wow, I... Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Really, it's that guy, that British guy, or I guess he's not British. He was just British in I don't know what or he Australian. Is. He's not the what was no, he? No, he's not the good guy. He's the bad guy, the one that that makes oh, the face, the pockmark. Oh, guy. the pockmark guy from Greece. Yeah, and Greece too. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I should have said, but Greece too is the one we covered. We also just glossed over the fact, and this is another character in this that I really like, is the mm. sassy waitress. Who is the grandmother of the waitress that um, Albert oh, wants to yes. date, and she does yes. not want him to date because she even says no. to him, "One day, someone who's not a cab driver is going to come in here with flowers and chocolates, and then he is going to be able to date this girl. Until right. then, uh, uh-uh, uh, buddy, you can't talk to her. Plus, she's probably like fifteen. <laughs> yeah, you have to wait till she's right. at least seventeen. Back at the diner, speaking of, we're back at the diner when Harold, now we've got the violin, yeah. Harold's turned it in, he, he's decided instead of him and his wife, which she is very upset oh, about, what's her name, upset. Mabel or something? I don't something? know what her name is, actually. I didn't write something it down. weird with anyway. an M. All right. Melinda Merwin? I don't know. So she yeah, is super let's upset call with her him. Merlin. Sure, why not? <laughs> Harold announces that he is going to split the money from right. the violin with everyone and split between, there's like 12 of them, I think. No, I don't know. And I don't even think that's including his wife or him. No, no. I was, I was really trying on my hands. I was counting and I was like, well, there's two of those barbarian brothers. There's Bill Maher, Mr. But T. do they count as one? Right, exactly. And I'm like, oh yeah, then there's a Jamaican guy too. Oh, yeah, the one that we haven't talked Rasta about because yeah. his thing is that he's Jamaican. And I think his name is like Jamaica Bob or something. It's like 
I don't even If know. it isn't, it should be. <laughs> yeah. So, again, everybody would be getting roughly $800, I'm going to say, I if mean, this is all split. But he's, his, his whole plan is you. I want you to invest back in the company. That's I'll give you this money. But And he's convinced that they'll do the right thing. And um, his and we're all going to get this money or I get right. this money. And then they all yell. And he's like, but, but, but wait, but we're all going to split it. And then they just right. start yelling. And he's like, but I want you to invest it back. Then they yell again. It is the weirdest yeah. scene in this movie. Just how <laughs> tonally bizarre the whole thing is. <laughs> well, what happens next is even more abrupt in one way. Um, Melva, Melba, would we decide to call Merlin. her, decides... So it seems like maybe they are. Maybe they're sure. deep down. They're all a bunch of good guys, even though they're a little crazy. They're all good guys, and they are going to invest in the cab company. Adam Baldwin kind of convinces them. He's like, "Come on, he, you know, he took he took a chance yeah, on you guys. For, let's do yeah. this. It'll be great." And they all kind of say, "All right, let's do this." But then they find out that the wife took everything, took, took all everything. the money, took the house, won't let him back in the house now. Right. And is like, and she, because she watched something about this on the today show or yeah, something he makes mention. I don't know. It is. So, she even says that she's like, I called the local news. I called the yeah. today show. I called the mayor. They're all coming down. Because it's not right. The, right. the business is part hers, too, mm -hmm. and she's got some stake in it. So now he's like, poor Harold. Now he's lost his wife yep. and his money and his company and his house. Sure. And, and Albert's really feeling for him. And Albert, as it turns out, has $6,000 that his dead dad gave to him. At this moment in the movie, I went, we didn't even need that violin thing. <laughs> like, we no. did not need Albert it. Albert had it the whole time. Oh, but then this, how this connects then again to the kidnapping is a whole nother story. So, because... Oh, God. Right? The kidnapping. There's so, a kidnapping in this movie. Yeah. And, people and when I say kidnapping, kidnapping, I don't mean, like, mm -hmm. members of DC Cab are kidnapped. No. Children in this movie that we've seen for a second throwing eggs at a nun are kidnapped. And it's a worry. And they're kidnapped with one of our prime players. Right. Um, so, oh, this is what, okay. He does convince them. Albert then convinces them, listen, I've got money and we could put my money together and my money is, we'll, we'll redo DC Cab. It'll be so exciting. This is when Gary Busey does his weird Elvis dance and makes his announcement that he doesn't work on January 8th because it's Elvis. I don't work on January 8th because it's Elvis's birth. And then he just dances. It just. Dancing. Camera sits on him. Camera doesn't move. Camera doesn't cut away. He dances. No. He just it's yep. such yep. a strange scene in this movie. <laughs> in a movie full of strange scenes. He just hangs there. This is also Mr. T is wearing a pink and blue bodysuit at this moment. Okay. <laughs> oh man. So good. So good. Everybody's in except Tyrone. Tyrone's done. He's out. He's oh, had enough. Yeah. Again, this comes to nothing. Um, but he's had enough. He's, he puts his wig back on with the curlers. He gets really is what gets everybody in trouble. Cause he, so he he's decided to leave, and that's why um, Albert has to take his shift and drives the kids and gets kidnapped. And I mean, the whole I kind of feel like this would have happened if Tyrone was there anyway. <laughs> like, I feel like this was planned to happen on that day. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But anyway, let's cut to a montage of them cleaning this cab place up with the same song from the beginning of the movie. Yep, they're doing. They they're getting new sign put on the building. 
cleaning the cars, new paint on the cars, new jackets for themselves. They're doing a lot of jumping jacks. Like at one time, <laughs> even Bill Maher, like they're all like in this like triangle doing jumping yeah. jacks. If you ever want to watch Bill Maher do jumping jacks, watch DC Cab. <laughs> Busey gets a new stereo in his car. <laughs> And he blows out the windows. He just screams and yells for a while, and the windows blow out of this brand new cab. And that's it. That's and he's it. Just like, he End makes Albert scene. come in and listen to the new stereo. He's like, come here, listen. Blows out the windows, and it's like, that's all we got. Um, Roz starts walking around wearing a fur coat, which I thought was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, she gets what yeah. she deserves, too. Oh, Mr. T gets his specialty cab. This is when it comes full circle because he gets a specialty, like, souped-up cab, and then he drives by the drug dealer with his fancy car, but people are now into Mr. T's fancy cab. <laughs> How did I cab. miss this? I must have I looked away at this it, point. But it's great redemption because they're like, oh. And uh, it, Mr. I totally T's now... Yeah, Mr. T's now feels redemptive. Is this when, is this, oh, Albert, Albert comes in and asks permission to date the waitress and, oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's finally wearing his yellow cab jacket that they all yeah. got and, so uh, official. and he is given permission to date the waitress. Yay. Very exciting. Is this, wait, so he already got his, cause when he first gets his official license, he got his license goes, around the time that they're all yelling about the money. Oh, because that's when she, when he officially gets his license and he goes for his first ride. That's we've talked about how she is just shit in the back of the car. They're just making out in a cab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, just hot and heavy making out. That's yeah. why he became a cab driver, so he could make out. This is also a strange scene because we got back to DC cab and there's candles everywhere. Oh, yeah. There's just candles every, not just like, oh, we'll eat by candlelight in the office. That'll be nice. It, they're everywhere. And I don't understand why. Maybe the electric went out at DC cab. I don't when... know. I don't know. Cause somebody just shows up with Chinese food and that's the end of that scene. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I wrote my notes at this point. Everything's great. How is there still 40 minutes left? Yep. No, because there is, because there is. Because God. what happens next somehow, uh, somehow. is oh, Busey goes to find Tyrone to be like, listen, we everything is like going gravy here. You should come back. And Tyrone is selling souvenirs, like yeah, he's dressed like Uncle Sam, like yeah. Mm-hmm. But then Tyrone realizes that his favorite singer oh, Irene is in town, Irene and he Cara. steals Busey's cab to go. Get her, give her a ride. And he jumps out and, and she gets in the cab and he's like, why are you here? And yeah. she's like, I'm singing at the White House. White House, yeah. So he's picking up this singer. Tyrone's picking up the singer. So, right. <laughs> So somebody has to, oh, so since he's left, I guess, um, Albert has been doing Tyrone's shifts, his regulars. Right. So the people that have to, the maid and, and the nanny that have to get dropped off at that egg-tossing kid's house. <laughs> That's Albert is left to do it. And when Albert does it, there's a there's like a shootout. <laughs> it gets so, crazy. So this right? nun, again, he pulls up. The nun is there again. The nun who got eggs mm-hmm. thrown at her before. She has a camera in her hands. Oh, yeah. The kids run out. The gate opens. The kids run out. The nuns come out. Yeah. Two other men jump out of a van. 
Uh-huh. They grab uh-huh. these kids and they throw the kids in the van. And then I right. think the nun or somebody jumps in the cab and takes Albert hostage, too. Yes. Yeah, because the cab is taken. So mm-hmm. Albert and these two kids who we don't know and don't care about and have no connection to have been kidnapped for some reason. Yes. I mean, the kids are rich because they're just trying yeah, to. Yeah, I'm assuming it's because they're rich and they want the ransom money. Because the kids, when they're kidnapped, are like, yeah, this happens all the time. Yeah, we're not too worried about it. Like, we get kidnapped all the time. So I feel like that this is because they're, like, wealthy kids. They get held for ransom. All the time. Um, but, all the time. But it just happened. there's been some sort of turnaround where the, the guy from the city, from the cab, com- <laughs> you know, cab, guy is back sure. and they're they need to close down dc cab because there's an investigation going on yes. they think albert got the money that he used from i guess abducting children yes. in his spare time yes and holding like, them for oh, ransom where'd you get the new cars where'd you get the the money for the uh, you know all this upgrade that you did and they're like well when Albert came, Albert brought money, and they're like, oh, and then the children went missing. And, uh-huh. Yeah, right. And even the guy who owns DC Cab, Harold, even the cops are like, where'd you get this money? He's like, Albert gave it to me. Yeah, like, yeah, even though, he's, like, and, questioning. And Albert explicitly said, this is money I got when my dad died. Like, that's easy enough for him uh-huh. to tell them and easy enough for them to look into and uh-huh. to find out that he is not part of this kidnapping plot. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But none of that happens. The cops no. think he's in on it. Yeah, so they close down. So now the cabbies, the DC cabs, don't have access to their cabs. Right. Roz leaves also. She leaves for the green team. Yeah, she's had enough. So it's her time to go. She's got. She's a single mom. She has to feed her kid. Mm-hmm. So, but um, Tyrone comes in. With a suit. With a suit. He doesn't look and like Tyrone. Not wearing his <laughs> no. wig. Nobody says a word. Nobody cares. Nope. Um, mm-hmm. He's wearing a suit. He comes in, he probably says, I met Reagan. He sounded like Marilyn Monroe. It was weird. (laughs) But he has a plan. He says, I have a plan. Right. And their first part of their plan involves stealing cabs from the green cab company. Because they need need automobiles. They need some sort of car to get themselves. Um, So do they know yet that where Harold is, right? Do they? No, because, no, it's where Albert um, is. But... For Albert. some reason, at one point, they're like, I know who kidnapped these kids. And I'm like, how do you know? Who knows? What's happening? Because then they go shake down some girl in a in a, an apartment. Oh, that's right. And that's right. They go to the apartment and they then they go to the, oh, because a couple of people were injured, but not kidnapped. The, uh, the nanny, maids, yeah. the maid was injured, but not kidnapped. And so she's in the hospital and Busey and Paul Rodriguez and who and else? Tyrone. Three of the, and Tyrone all go and pretend to be lawyers. I want a whole movie of them pretending to be lawyers because this scene was over in 20 seconds. And I went, I want more. Like I need something more with this. And that, that nanny, she's their nanny. I think, cause all she keeps saying yeah. is I got to get my babies back. I got to make sure those babies are okay. But that doesn't come to any, none of this comes to No, I don't to even anything. know why they go see them because, P.S., now we have another sidebar where Harold goes back to his house oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and realizes yes. that his wife is cheating on him with this guy named Ernesto, 
And then well, Ernesto's the guy. Ernesto's the the president of the oh, that's right. That, association that's who that is. Yes. yes, and he pushes him in a pool and gets his flamethrower thing out at him. Which, P.S., we forgot to mention that earlier when she takes the house and takes all their money, she threatens them all with a flamethrower too. Like this flamethrower tries to throw mm-hmm. flames at all of them. Yes, she almost lights that porch roof on fire did you see that scene i was yeah. like this could have could gone be really, really dangerous yeah yes. i don't know about the flamethrowers in in homes but um this is a i i got such a genuine laugh out of this scene where albert is struggling to, so get, to out. get out of his the kids are tied up albert's tied up he's blindfolded yeah and he finally like he's struggling he's falling over and the whole time he's like kids don't worry i'll get us out of here and see and he finally breaks out and he looks over and the kids are standing there all on time. They're like, yay, Albert, you did it. <laughs> I genuinely really laughed out loud when I was watching that. But he he only gets free enough to go and make a walkie talkie cabbie call. Right? Yeah, on his radio in his cab. And nobody answers except that Mr. Rhythm guy. Um and he tells Mr. Rhythm where he is, but he can't tell much because he's got to go back and check on the kids. And he tells him Bruce Lee. He's by an airport and there's houses. South of the airport, he's in a barn, there's mm-hmm. a windmill, and Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. So Grady, Mr. Rhythm, you know, steals a cab or whatever, gets in the cab that he's been sleeping in and drives it around and finds the rest of the group, the rest of DC cab. Yeah. And this is when he relays all this information about a farm and windmills. And everybody's like, there's Mr. T's like, there's 87 farms around here and and 42 of them have windmills or whatever. Yeah. And he tells them Bruce Lee. And (laughs) this is when we get another great line of dialogue from Gary Busey. Oh, what does Busey say? Where he's like. Bruce Lee's not there. Oh, yeah, He's frozen. Right. They froze him, right. and they put him underground, and they're going to bring him up. They're going to thaw him out once the economy's better. That's right. It's crazy. I do hope, now that I'm thinking about it in retrospect, <laughs> I hope that all these lines were just, like, Busey formed out of the blue, and people were like, what the fuck? Because this also gets no reaction from anybody. Like nobody tells him to shut up and they're like, ah, he's just just gonna show up every day to set and say what he says and it'll just be in the movie. You know what? Actually, this is after he says all this, after he says that nonsense, this is a very bizarre impassioned speech by Mr. (laughs) Yeah, in front of the Lincoln (laughs) Memorial. (laughs) And then he turns around and salutes the Lincoln statue. He does this whole speech about pride and dignity and self-respect. And it is it is amazing because yeah. you know they all split up into groups. Yeah. Mr. T and the bodybuilders. Yeah, but they find a farm and a guy, the mailbox Bruce Lee L E I G H. They're like, oh well, here we go. I love that a farmer in rural Washington guess, DC yeah. is named Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Yeah. And they jump through the windows while these people are eating dinner. <laughs> the people are in their kitchen and there's like three like a frame of three windows around them. Yeah. And the three men just jump on in yeah. and realize it's just a simple family having nobody's yeah. kidnapped anybody here. <laughs> so they're like, sorry, and they leave. But the best thing about this scene, I had to rewind it and just watch it again because 
the lack of reaction from this entire family <laughs> is so great. Nobody is startled. <laughs> Nobody even turns around as three enormous monsters fly through their it windows. It must happen often. They are the Lees, after <laughs> all. The Bruce Lees. This was clever. They make their cabs all look like police cars. Oh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Somehow. Somehow they do this. I don't know how, but they do. They find, okay, so first they find there's a Bruce Lee movie playing on the screen. Yes. Is that, mm-hmm. that leads them to, oh, it's not Bruce yeah. Lee the house. It's Bruce Lee the movie that's playing on the big screen near these houses. Um, Bruce Lee the house. I'm going <laughs> to name my house Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Some people name their cars. I'm going to be like, this is my house. Welcome Bruce to Bruce Lee. Lee. Weirdo. <laughs> They finally figure out where he is. The bad guys are there. Everybody's held at gunpoint. As you said, they line up the cabs. They pretend that they're police. They have a bullhorn. Yes. And he's yelling stuff like, this is the police. And Gary Busey goes, now tell him you're Batman. (laughs) The kids are saved by Mr. T. Yeah. Because he jumps in wearing all primary colors. It's great. (laughs) Brightest of them. And he rescues the kids. Yes. But they still have Albert. They still throw Albert into the van, yeah. and the bad guys drive away with Albert. And then it's a oh, right. lengthy chase scene, like a very long chase scene that we did not need in this movie. No, where they're, why are they hitting the, so they get him in the van, and now, of course, they all have their caps, so they chase after him. And they're hitting the van with baseball bats? Just, just hitting it with baseball. Everybody's just hang, swinging their arms out with baseball bats, hitting the van. People are trying to ram each other. It's it's a whole yeah. They're weird rending thing. him there, and finally they pull they pull Albert out of the van. Um, he leaves behind his cowboy boots, which belong to his pappy, but that's okay because at least he's free. Because he's not dead, and, right? And everyone is so happy and so excited, and the kids are returned, and then, then. We get the longest parade ever. There is a parade for DC Cab. It's just for DC Cab. It's just for them. It's just for DC Cab. Because they're They're back in action. They're sitting on the roofs of their cabs, waving. The end credits are as long as they're forever. They're forever. I got up, I was cleaning up my stuff. I'm like, this movie's over. My (laughs) husband's like, it's still going. (laughs) It's still going. Because then they get to like, I don't know, City Hall. They're given a key to the city yeah. or something. Yeah. They run up these steps. It goes on, on forever. forever. And it's like, wow, they got a parade for just being a cat. Wow. Not just being a. First of all, they saved those children. <laughs> I don't think it was just for being yeah, a. Yeah, but cab according company. to the children, they get kidnapped all the time. Is there a parade yeah, every I, time <laughs> they're returned? Mommy, <laughs> we got to throw another one of these. For- I can't Don't even do it. it. I can't even Don't pretend do now to do a terrible Reagan it's impression. So bad. <laughs> I really like your accents. I don't like that one. It makes me uncomfortable. No. no. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm done. I'm Is it how close I get to the microphone? It's all of it's it. Probably, I mean, if people probably, saw your whole <laughs> positioning and kind of what happens to your face too. Yeah. Look. <laughs> You say, yeah, look, as though I can look at myself. I'm not putting up my end of Skype just to watch that. (laughs) Yeah, so that's how DC Cab With the parade, with with a brilliant parade. parade. Oh, my God. You can't tell me that you didn't enjoy this. Did you? They do have to, I mean, it probably is something where, like, do you know that that 
the same company that found that million dollar violin just saved a bunch of kids. Yeah. Like, maybe we should throw them a parade. Oh, maybe. maybe. Um, oh, no, I, I enjoyed this. This is an oddity that I think needs to be yeah. seen by people. This is a weird this is movie. Great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's a perfect movie for our podcasting purposes, too. So well done on the recommendation, I'd have to say, as yeah. far as to have us watch it. And having had watch it, again, as a child of the 80s, as a little, what was I, five? Was I five in 1983? No, I, I can't do I don't do know math. when you were born. Sure. <laughs> I was a young child. Yeah, I would not have seen yeah. this then. And I'm glad I didn't see it then. But boy, am I glad right. to seen it now. It's a good movie. Right. Fun no, movie. no, definitely. Wild. Um, yeah. I wish it was a little bit shorter. Like there, you just get a little carried away, but then you almost need it. You need the extra kidnapping to be like, where, what happens now? Um, that would be my only complaint is I was like all this crazy. I could do it. Strangely enough though. I think that this movie is one where when I was watching it the first time that was irritating. Yeah. But I almost feel like if I watched it again with somebody, I'd be like, oh, just yeah, wait till you the kidnapping. Yeah, just, yeah. just like wait, yeah, to, wait till you mean. see what's yeah, going to happen yeah, next. That's true. What do you All recommend? Right. So what do you. Well, yeah. Oh, my recommendation is a movie called Night on Earth. Oh. Uh, it's a movie by Jim Jarmusch mm-hmm. and it is about cab drivers. Excellent. Uh, it's like five different stories. Cab drivers in L.A. and New York and Paris. I'm doing this off the top of my head. And Rome. And I think the other one is Helsinki. Ooh. I could be wrong there, but I'm just saying city I names. Like it. It's good. Like, it, it's not a movie of his that I really love. But if you like movies of, you know, one or two characters just talking for basically a half hour at a time. Um, yeah, yeah. If you like... His other movie, Coffee and Cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Like, if you like that, uh, this is very similar okay. to that. So that's my recommendation because I couldn't, I don't know, I couldn't, I wanted to do another cab film, but there aren't a whole lot of It's crazy. This this was a weird movie to, not weird, but this was a hard movie to grab a recommendation mm-hmm. of it. I think because I enjoyed it so much, I was like, well, what am I going to recommend that's anything like this? And right. I did. You can't. I know. And I, just maybe a severe blow to the you head. Did, I did go through the list because there is a large list of actors and I couldn't find anything that resonated, I guess. But then I thought uh-huh. about which the show that I'm watching now on its last season. Um, have you watched Broad City? Comedy Central's Broad City? Oh, my yeah. God. So they're f- so fun and so crazy and so silly and so I mean, it's not quite Mr. T and Gary Busey's pairing, but they're a great little pair, and it's a fun, fun show, and it's the last season, and so far, the last season's pretty fun as well. That that is a show that I may have seen, like, five episodes Uh of, and I loved it, but I just haven't watched it. I I think it's it's one of those shows where once it's done, I feel like... You'll dive in. Yeah. yeah, like over the summer, I'll probably just watch the whole thing. Because anytime I've seen it, it's great, but it's nothing that I think of. Yeah, you know? no, it's a good, it'll be a great binge when when you're ready. So, yeah, go on. There you have it. All right, so. Well, uh, again, Christian, thank <laughs> yes. you so much. That was. Many thanks. That was just a joy and. You know all this stuff. It was a really good time, um, Christian. It's it was like a like a chocolate cake. You know, you have a chocolate cake and you know it's going to be good, but then inside the chocolate cake is some kind of like molted lava thing that's really warm, not hot lava, like chocolate lava that's tasty. And so- <laughs> okay, good. 
I'm glad you're not saying it burned your insides until you exploded in flames. No, like a chocolate lava cake. I think that's such a thing. Sure. It's delicious. And you, like I said, you think it's just going to be a yummy chocolate cake, and then you go in and it's really nice. Uh, two weeks from now, uh, we're going to go from a movie that did not really feature women at all to a movie that is pretty much all mm-hmm. women because March is like National Women's Month. That's not right. I'm not saying it right. It's something. <laughs> it's something. I should have written that down, right? That's all right. Um, but we are going to do a movie called Modern Girls. Ooh. Modern uh, Girls. That's right. So <laughs> that will be two weeks from today. And just to remind everyone, we are coming up on our 100th episode. 100th episodes. Yowzas. So between Modern Girls and our 100th episode, we will be releasing a very special bonus episode <laughs> where we take questions that you guys asked us. And we answer those questions. And we produce qu- answers. Yes, correct. We, we will produce several answers to those yes. questions. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that. But in the meantime, watch Modern Girls. Check it out. And we will talk about it two weeks from now. Is there anything else? No. Do, are we done? Do we have to collect, like, you know, for schools, kids' schools, they do, like, the 100 days. Like, are we going to dress like two old people? And are you going to have, like, 100 Cheerios and 100 staples in a bag did i ever tell you that my oh man now i don't even this is the problem with having several children oh no girls i don't know which daughter it was i think it was jocelyn i think it was my oldest she for school once had to draw a picture of what it was a hundred day of school thing a picture of what they would look like when they were 100 okay she drew a headstone oh my god I can totally see her doing that. It was really like, great. Uh, like there were flowers around it, and her name was written on it. And I was like, "This is morbid, but super yeah. funny." And she was only in like second grade. I was like, "That's I, pretty." Great. I'm gonna bet that it was Jocelyn. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So that's awesome. Anyway, everyone, we will see you in two weeks. Watch Modern Girls. Watch DC Cap. Yeah, again. watch Just it. Watch it again. Just do it. Just for fun. Have a good time. <laughs> All right, everybody, we will talk to you in a couple weeks. Uh, Bye for now. Oh, do all the things that we always ask you to do. Oh, yeah. Go to our Patreon. Go find us on Facebook. Leave reviews for us on iTunes. We love it. We haven't asked for that in a long time, but we love them. Uh, Please do so. That's it. Okay. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye. On the speed, under pressure, the city ain't just me. Making a stand against the odds, you can feel the heat. It's making or breaking Try to survive I love the 
who is in fame? Oh do you God, think she Ronald might come Reagan? and sing? Is the that word? your Ronald do you Reagan? Think she, yeah, this is my Ronald Reagan. This is as good as it's gonna get. Sorry. Oh Wait, keep going. Keep well, going. I'm. S- do you think she's a Republican? I mean, oh Reagan fever is sweeping the nation. Do you think they would? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's very creepy. 